is an intro. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to OK Fine, I'll Watch It, the podcast where I, your host, Rahat Sani, discuss incredibly popular media that I've never seen before and am watching for the very first time with someone who loves it. Today we're talking about the iconic Cats 2019. Now this movie musical may not have been incredibly popular, but it sparked a great deal of discourse, let's say, including some very mixed reactions. But what's more fun than getting a perspective that is less than common? Riley Smith is a writer, a pal, and an outspoken fan of Cats 2019, so of course I had to talk to him about his love for this film. So without much further ado, let's get right into it. Folks, this week we have Cats enthusiast, a super fan, an expert, and an icon, Riley Smith in the house. Riley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about one of the, maybe the most underrated movie of all time. I'm so excited. You know, funny thing, I think this is the first piece of media I've done on the podcast where unlike a lot of the other things with which has a huge fan base <laughs> this also has a huge fan base but perhaps this has a larger fan base of haters and um and I'm really curious about how like I, this podcast for me is all about perspective you know this is yep. about me being able to have a perspective <laughs> on something and to hear someone else's perspective out so let me start by asking you what I think is the most important question right what do you what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about cats <laughs> 2019 specifically well, but also like in general we could put a long long i long, know i know but that's why i want um, to get this one out of here right away what do you think people get wrong in their opinions about this i i mean everything man like i feel like everyone got so caught up in like the hype about how bad this was mm-hmm. that like nobody gave it a chance and like i think that the thing that i i i, I most get frustrated with as someone who likes cats and admits that it doesn't have all the strengths in the world is that like people are always like oh there's no story there's no story but like there kind of is a story but like we're just expecting I don't know like it feels like people just like expect there to be like this like really classic like movie action like super linear plot and then it's just actually you kind of just like watching some stuff happen yeah yeah and I think that you know like related to that and I'm sure we'll get to this more in earnest, but like the, 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 the musical adaptation to a movie here, they've made some choices and right. Kind of, I think it kind of makes you want the, the, the story more than the musical, which is super just like a spectacle that you are kind of, you know, uh, just forced to sit through. <laughs> Right, which, which, kind of, which also, I mean, which begs the question, have you seen the stage musical at all? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen oh, it in good. person. Okay, I good. wish I had. I mean, I'm, okay. at some point in my life, I will, because I'm fascinated, I'm morbidly fascinated. Understandable. Honestly, but, after watching this movie, I also really, really want to watch the stage musical. Yeah. Well, because like, I think, I don't know, this is like, you know, it, it it's the most popular musical like of all time, I think, still. Like the most watched and like the longest it's running. Like still on still on Broadway. Like Broadway. Yeah. I think it's I don't know if it's still on the West End, but funny thing, my dad watched Cats on the West End in 
England, like in the 80s. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and I told him that I was doing this podcast episode about it, and he was like, cats? I've seen cats. And I was like, have you seen the movie Cats? And he's like, there's a movie? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh God. Well, there's so much to tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I've read a lot about, like, because I'm kind of, I'm kind of just, like, enraptured with, like, that this exists. Like, that yeah. all of this, ex- it's in- just, it's just wild, right? Like, and, like, I, 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 it's really popular in China. Like, really, really, really popular in China. And That's I, so bizarre. Yeah, right? right? Well, and it's because of that spectacle thing. Because it's just, like, this, like, ins- just this incredible, insane, just, like, array of color and action and nonsense. And, like, you don't really have to be a native English speaker to get it. That's true. There's not, like, a whole lot of storyline. Like, there isn't, like, a really strong plot that you have to understand mm-hmm. to enjoy it. You just can kind of sit back and watch this just wild nonsense happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just musical number after musical number after musical number. Yeah, like, really it's great not... musical numbers, too. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> you know, I think I think there is something to be said for, for the fact that, like, oh, the first time I watched this, which I will admit right now that I tried to watch this once before. Nice. And I have seen it all the way through yep. until, like, before before this podcast um, episode. And it was, I think, for me, as it was for many, like, the last movie I watched in the theater before <laughs> yeah. COVID happened. Yes. And I think the cultural impact of that, like, the <laughs> fact that, that for, like, so many people, Cats 2019 is the last film they saw in the theaters before, like, the world went to shit. Yeah. I think there's, I think part of the reason people despise this film so much <laughs> is maybe they blame it. Maybe they blame it for the pandemic because... I- yeah, I was I, I was so it. high though, like I was so high that I see, don't that's the remember. wrong way to see it. Because you I know, know, I know, like that that first the opening sequence to it is so jarring and yep. awful. Like it's just palpably uncomfortable. I remember yep. the first time I saw it, I had just gotten out of the, I think it was like the night after my last exam of my entire college degree, and I had been cramming for it because I needed to get like an A plus on that exam or else I wouldn't graduate. And so I was oh like God. exhausted and kind of elated to be done with school finally. And then uh, my girlfriend, Emily, and I went to see it. <laughs> and we were both sitting there and it started in like that weird, like, yeah. like a horrible synth and like these weird cat things moving around. And we were, we were both, I looked over at Emily like 10 minutes in. It was like the first time I'd be able to take my eyes off the screen. And she was doing the exact thing, same thing as me, which just, you know, it was like death gripping the sides of the chair. And- <laughs> it's, a, it's a rather, it's a rather like, I think you said jarring. Like it's a yeah. jarring experience. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I want to say borderline upsetting. Yeah. The perspective yeah. of everything yes. is so off. Like you see humans walk in <laughs> holding a bag <laughs> and then they put the bag down and now the bag is human sized. <laughs> and, and like you see the cats and they first, they seem human sized and then they're on the ground and wait, 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 wait. They're way smaller than human sized. They change it's, scale throughout the film. It's they change wild. Scale it's all incredible. the time. And I'm like, I have no idea well, what size anything is. And the other thing that happens with, them well the other thing i found really disconcerting was like the camera like the depth of field on the camera like it didn't get blurry like when it should like it wasn't like they were like using the lens you would use to shoot something of that size it looked like human scale like human camera focal length and stuff but it was like these tiny cats that sometimes are like the height of a railroad rail and other times are like kind of roughly like table height 
Yes. It's, sometimes it's they almost seem like the size of humans. And yeah. then and then other times they look like t- teeny tiny, teeny tiny little things on on a railway and it's um, <laughs> all it's all over the place. That Skimbleshank song though isn't Oh. We'll get there, I'm sure, but <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. So so I mean, you know, I think I think it's fair to admit to start off that I have tried to watch this before mm-hmm. and when I did, I was scared and confused. Yeah. Um because <laughs> I had never even remotely looked into what cats was like the musical i knew it existed but i had never tried to look into like okay like what does that mean and like what does the musical look like and so i think when i started the film i was i didn't know what to expect and i was just dazed and confused and horrified and it was like i think afterwards i blocked it out because when i rewatched the film i was like i don't remember any of this um i was also sober this time so that helped when did you Um, first see it like how soon after it was released not that soon after because okay. I wasn't planning on watching it m- um, until yeah I know I know a crime but Come that's on. kind of why I have this podcast because I, there's a lot of stuff I decided not to watch it's a but perfect film it's, I mean that's an interesting thing to say that's why you're on the podcast but I uh, yeah I watched it I watched it with uh my friend Teddy because he had free tickets he had like a mm-hmm. bunch of scene points and I was like great I'll absolutely go watch it for free and then we got way too high beforehand and then I was just terrified the entire the entire yeah. viewing I, second well, time like, I watched it though I wouldn't say that I was as scared yeah yeah no I think that's fair because it's like the way I put it is like it's not, I mean, it, it is a movie, but like, really, it's like an embodied experience. It's kind of like <laughs> getting high and having like, like, and that's why I, whenever, I, so I saw it first and like everyone jokes, like, oh, you should go see it high, you should go see it high. Like, no, no, I want to like actually like get it. And then yeah. maybe I'll see it high. But then yeah. it, everyone was asking me after like, after I saw it, like, should I get drunk? Should I get high? I'm like, absolutely not do not do that <laughs> don't you're gonna like, be so scared <laughs> yeah like don't take an edible experience? 45 minutes beforehand no, no, so it's no, like no, no, no. full on in, in the first sequence no no be sober because you're gonna feel like you're going into a different level of consciousness oh my god you're gonna so feel many like you're in a different dimension because yeah. i watched it sober two days ago and i was still like this is an otherworldly experience well so i i, I watched it like right before I got on this, which is why I don't need to warm up at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're, you're pumped. Because <laughs> you, I feel like you can't come away from, like unless you go. Well, even if you go into that movie ready to like hate it, I don't think you can come out of it not like a little revved up. Because it's like I, I, it's kind of admirable in how like nobody has like a a mild opinion on cats. That's true. It's gonna elicit a huge reaction from whoever sees it for some reason. Like for me, like yeah. I really enjoy watching it actually. Mm-hmm. But like I'm I'm aware. I know it's happening. I know that it's bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're you're not out of touch. No, like, I you know what I'm the aware. complaints are. I know, are. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I like I've heard it, but I've heard it too many times and people are very mean about it. <laughs> but <laughs> but like it's like I, I think that I don't enjoy i don't know if there's another movie i could watch that this many times as many times as i have now and enjoy it as much as i still do like it still just makes me cackle <laughs> and i think you know i think i i agree with you when it comes to the fact that i think a lot of people are looking for a traditional movie mm-hmm. when they go yes. in to watch cats which like if you're looking for a tra- if you're looking for a movie with like a like a story with a yeah. beginning middle and end and you're looking to like receive that by the end of the film you're gonna be disappointed like Super. you're 
there's no way you're not going to be like walking away being like, what the fuck did I just watch? Well, if that's what you're expecting. And I think that that was that's a, not what it is. No. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of a, like, I, uh, this is like the, the point that I find most contentious about it is like, cause like, it's so, it's such a, like a weird concept like yeah so let's kind lay of, it out in case pe- there are people yeah. who have not watched this and for some <laughs> reason are listening to this podcast the general plot if there is one is that there are cats yeah who once a year compete in a competition where they sing about their lives and if their song is the best they are released from this mortal life into the next one basically it's a it's a singing competition where the best singer dies reborn yes. well reborn which also are, begs the, the very important so, question so so unclear oh yeah there's nobody <laughs> nobody explains how this competition works also like yeah. what makes someone a contestant can anybody be a contestant there's so many cats who are just there so to watch. okay i used to know this by heart <laughs> let's see if i can remember okay. it i i think that this is how it works every cat has nine lives right so yes. and they mentioned like old deuteronomy has had like 99 yeah they think they yeah. say they, they specify the number um and old deuteronomy is the leader of the jellical clan of course right <laughs> yeah right um of but course. so i believe that once the cats are on to their ninth life if they die then they're dead they're gone they don't come back uh, okay, but okay. they'll if they are chosen to in this weird gel on the jellical moon once a year which, by the way, in the intro to the movie that shows the moon, and then there's a cat in the cloud. So is it the Jellical Moon or the Jellical Cloud? I'm not sure. Maybe the Jellical Moon is casting that light. Not sure. But, the, but they compete to, like, show that they're worth that. And Old Deuteronomy... Just, ascending, right? And then you ascend to the Heaviside layer. Right. Which is re- being reborn into a, je- a Jellical life, which I, I, I'm not quite sure if they come back and they get nine more. It just made me wonder, like, you know, does this mean that all Jellicle cats are Hindu? Because maybe. Yeah. Um, very, <laughs> very, very film. reincarnation focused <laughs> film. I was like, I was like, every, every cat, is every cat Hindu? Or is it specifically <laughs> Jellicle cats well, that are Hindu? All cats Because like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, oh. if, okay, but that's the thing. Are all cats Jellicle well, cats? What makes a cat a Jellicle cat versus a cat that is not a Jellicle cat? <laughs> Did you not listen to the song? I'm so sorry. I tried my best, but I know there's a cat. I know, I know the the main, the you know, the protagonist. Victoria, kind of. the Victoria. white cat. The, her Victoria, name's Victoria, the white, the white cat. Yes. That's her full name. Yes, and she's in this movie played Weird. by a black ballerina. So great. Um, I love that. <laughs> hey, uh, um, but I re- I remember Victoria is accepted by Old Deuteronomy yeah. so, as a jellical cat. So I was like, okay, so she wasn't one before. And and and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so this is So there are cats that are that exist that are not jellical cats. Yeah, and and it's unclear what that is, where that distinction right, lies. Right. Um I I I the I believe that the scripture says that all cats uh-huh. are jellical cats. Okay. But obviously the text is telling us a wildly different thing. Um right. that plot line as well is is new to the movie. So that's not in the uh, source material. Okay. She, Victoria the White Cat, I don't even think has a, she doesn't have a song in the first one. Like the 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 beautiful ghost song that she sings in this, 
hmm. was a, an original song written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and um, Taylor Swift. And there's some excellent, excellent DVD extras of them writing the song together. But they wrote that okay. so that they would be eligible to win an Oscar for best original composition. I see. And uh, obviously- Did they that, win? No, they weren't nominated. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was like, I don't think I heard anything about that. But, but. okay, so on the note of the plot, though, there there is a little bit more to it because it, this is that's okay. kind of that's so this is the part that I am a little passionate about. <laughs> it's that this is the, like a off, Riley. When you talk about like storytelling, you'd have like the story and the narrative. Like the story is like kind of like what happened, and the narrative is how you present it. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I think that the musical. I mean, I say does a good job, but the musical doesn't even, like doesn't even let you have the time to really say that, like to say like there's no story because it doesn't like give you time to breathe. The movie kind of like tries to make you feel this this story a little bit more. And what I'm talking about with this story is that like there's the cat uh, Grizabella, Grizabella the glamour cat, played by uh, Jennifer Hudson in the film. Uh, the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just lovely. <laughs> the, the best fucking part of the movie. I don't care what anyone else has to say. Like, Jennifer Hudson on screen every day. Every time. Acting. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. Every time Jennifer Hudson is on screen, I'm like, you know what? This movie is all right. It's safe, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. She's crying. It's like she's just like so. She's acting. And I, it's oh, hilarious because yeah. everyone else is just kind of like there. Although the one exception to that is Ian McKellen, like he's the, he's yeah. like doing cat cat shit. He's like licking so- milk out of a saucer. I you see love him, him like, doing like, the little, like, li- like wiping. Like, the cast, <laughs> the cast of this movie, like honorable mention to the fact that this is the most batshit crazy insane cast oh my that God. anyone could have put together. Dude. Fucking Taylor Swift and Sir Ian McKellen are in the same movie. Well, I think I just think it's great. Like, I love it. I, yo, obviously, it's a fantastic job. <laughs> but I love like when shout Ian, out to the casting director. Ian McKellen's talking to Mr. Mistopheles backstage, and like, Mr. Mistopheles is just like holding his hat, and Ian McKellen's just like, "No, no, like I'm gonna do some cat." Like I just imagine on set, they're like, "What are you like? What are you doing, Ian?" Like between takes, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just like acting like a cat," and the director's <laughs> like. Oh damn! We should have been doing that. I this love whole... it. He's like nudging into stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, no, every time he walks past a post, he like yeah. he like rubs <laughs> up his head on it. He's like he's behind the scenes. He's drinking milk. Like I oh. am obsessed with how he was like like classical <laughs> acting a role in the movie Cats. It, it's also good to go watch some of his. That's why they call him Sir Ian McKellen yeah, he, right there. That performance that. is what earned him the title. Yeah, 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 a oh, hundred without a doubt. But no, I, <laughs> it's worth watching his um his like cast interviews and like promo materials on this because like it kind of sounds like he believed in the project, which sad you obviously can't say about anybody else who was acting <laughs> it. <laughs> Although, yeah, well, I well I will get to the James Corden Oscars thing in a little bit because I still want to talk about this story because Grizabella yes been, please she's been like exiled and in the movie we just see Victoria coming in and she's like abandoned by her owner and she encounters the Jellicles they tell her who they are and they start this thing called the naming of the cats which is like the songs that they sing I guess right. I guess those who are eligible or have been nominated to be a candidates to ascend to the yeah yeah. to ascend to the heavy side layer i don't know but through this process the evil cat mccavity who has 
a former Jellicle, I believe, is actually what he's kind of counted as. He's been exiled from the from the from the clan, the Jellicle mm-hmm. Jellicle clan, uh, because he's done some bad stuff. And um, in the, I believe, in the scripture, Grizabella was exiled as well because she helped him, but it doesn't really come up <laughs> at all. Like that's just something you kind of have to know. I guess. They just say that she went with him once. Yeah, and and who knows what that means. Yeah, but but Grizabella used to be like a, a singer and stuff. I don't know, but anyhow, McCavity ex glamour cat, ex glamour cat, yeah. cat, yeah. And and uh, anyhow, McCavity starts stealing the contestants away after they sing their song. McCavity will zap them away, and he'll say stuff like magic and McCavity. <laughs> it's great, but anyhow, yeah. So like the that's like what happens in the movie is, and then eventually they like save old Deuteronomy from him from McCavity. McCavity tries to ascend to the heaviside layer, but he won't get there. And they send Grizabella because even though she's been exiled, they realize that she's hurting inside or something. But yeah, because she sings her song. The one song, by the way, that I recognized. Yeah, that's like the band. Before I even had watched them. Yeah. Yeah. Memory, amazing song. And Jennifer Hudson's voice. Yeah, she sounds really good. Yeah. She sounds Um, so good. But like, my thing is that like, in the musical, they don't really like try to like justify that anything's really happening. Grizabella is there just kind of to like make sure that there's like a slight justification for this weird thing that's happening. Right. In the movie though, they, they really try to make it like into like a story of like the night of the Jellicle moon. Mm. And I think it doesn't really work because they're like, you're right. Like there isn't really much of a, like there's not a very compelling narrative there. Like no. to me, there is a compelling narrative if we like rewind because like Grizabella is the part that like has change in it, right? That like develops and like there's some conflict. She's the one who was exiled, yeah. ends up becoming the one chosen. Like exactly, she has the greatest yeah. trajectory. Yeah, she's like the one of the only trajectory almost. I guess the movie kind of gives Victoria one too, where she's abandoned and then she's like finds family Accepted. again. Yeah. But but she's like not she doesn't we don't really care. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> not as relevant. She's just kind of like our entry into the world. Yeah, and, and like clearly the film is trying to tell us that like we really want to cheer for Grizabella too. I, I just think that it's like if you're going to try to give it like that, like traditional, like arch plot sort of thing, where it's like, there's a start and there's like rising action, and the climax and falling action, all, like all the stuff that you'd like would write out, like in like a story mountain or whatever in, mm. in middle school. Like, I think you have to shift it so that it's like about Grizabella's whole life. And like, yeah, that's the thing is I was like, what happened to her? Yeah. And why is she, why is everybody being so mean to her? Yeah, I don't understand right? that. They're so <laughs> like, mean to her. I was like, she is clearly in pain. She's clearly yeah. sad. And all the other cats are just hissing at her. Why is Victoria <laughs> the only one being nice to her? This is so fucking weird. And even old Deuteronomy like doesn't notice her until like Victoria looks at her. And yeah, like, Judy Dench is like, like sitting in the window, like, like mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just like <laughs> Judy Dench just like ah. like what are you doing? Like go to her if she's in if she's I, hurting so bad. Well, but and like, I, I feel like that, like, I hesitate to use the word interesting, but I kind of feel like that's like the most interesting thing that could happen in like a Cats, if you want to make a movie musical of Cats. Like somehow, I think that you kind of need to, if you're going to try to put a plot in it, like make it like in like flashbacks or something to Grizabella and like she's watching it or something. I don't know how yeah. you do it, but I think that that's where the story is, because I read an article about an essay about this, about like the difference between like on stage versus in a movie and like mm-hmm. why a movie is, I think just like the wrong like format for it or why the person I, yeah. I'm kind of convinced is like in the theater, like you go there and there's like a, a suspension of disbelief 
of like that these are just people on a stage the set doesn't change like you have to kind of you, know, you use your imagination so you buy into yeah. it automatically right I mean, you know but like in a movie like you're expecting like i think that you have less of a of a margin of of suspension of disbelief and like when especially when like dumb crap like everything that happens in this movie is happening in this movie <laughs> it's just like it's a little too it's a like it's many 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 pills that are too large to swallow I think so. I think I think the fact that you know, like the movie medium is great for realism. It's great because you can make li- you can make what's happening on screen look like real life, mm-hmm. and you can make it look you know much crazier than that than that, of course. But I think somewhere between somewhere between like the scaling issues and the design <laughs> issues and the fur outfits and the tails and the paws and the and the claws and the ears, somewhere I think the wires got a little bit crossed and it's like the movie didn't know which direction yeah. it wanted to go. Like if it was if it was hyper realistic or if it was like yeah. <laughs> highly animated, like they didn't pick a side. And I think yeah. people got I think I like it is upsetting (laughs) like we cannot deny that visually it's upsetting like the image of rebel Wilson like (laughs) unzipping her fursuit to reveal another outfit on top of a different fursuit what the hell sort of plot point is that too like, I don't know, but I don't know why they did that to us. It's like us. the I weirdest was... deus ex machina that you could ever imagine. Is that there's like oh a oh my god, uh, oh. they brought it kind of. <laughs> I forgot because I remember that it it's happened. So weird. It sucks. I remember that it happened early in the movie. I remember mm-hmm. that because that's when I like checked out last time. Like right. the first time I watched the movie, when that visual happened, I was like, "Oh, I need I'm to out. this movie yeah. out. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to sleep. Uh, I need to sleep this off." But this time, I remember I knew it was gonna happen, so I was like kind of prepared. Mm-hmm. And then, I then I I didn't remember that they bring it back as a as the fucking saving grace of the movie that that's how they <laughs> yeah. escape McCavity. I was like, this this. This is their big reveal. This it's is kind insane. Of, I, I think that it's it's funny because I mean it's hard to it's hard to like not like narrow it down to like the three most upsetting moments in the movie. But I think yeah. the three most upsetting move, moments in the movie are when someone takes off like their clothes, which would be yes. um Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson. And then you have when they're doing that weird like eyes wide shut sex party scene in the middle of it. And do you want to tell you when like they after the beautiful ghosts, or right before beautiful ghosts, and they're like doing yes. like all like the, and then they all like <sighs> at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Like they're all like looking at the moon and like <gasps> like panting. It was orgasm. Hot air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so it was weird. A lot. It was a lot. And um, and then in that scene, Jason Derulo takes off his thing, and that's disturbing. Jason and then, Derulo is one of the most cringe people on the planet, and I don't know what he did to deserve that fate, but he is. Every time I see I, him doing anything, he, here's a Jason Derulo story. He's he's a creep, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, but my course. brother, my brother went to USC. Um, we're not a USC family. He got a scholarship. <laughs> gotcha. But he did meet. Oh no, I don't think he met. He was at at USC at the same time as Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, so that's kind of fun. They had very different experiences yeah but anyhow when when he was there they were having like i think it was when he was ra or whatever the hell they call it wherever you are he was like the dorm supervisor kid and they had like a a campus pump up thing and on the quad jason derulo was there doing a concert and he held yeah (laughs) and he invited 
uh, girls to come up for a twerking contest. And the, the prize for the twerking contest was a tour of his tour van. No! <laughs> yeah, no! it happened. Arrest it, that man! Yeah, isn't that awful? And this is like, you know, like oh. freshmen and sophomores, large by and large. Cause That's like, like 17 year olds. Yeah. I know. 18-year-old Jason Derulo, sing your way out of statutory rape, you motherfucker. Yeah, and especially, like, at that point. Jason Derulo, is going to jail. (laughs) I hope. I should go to jail for this performance. Um, Oh, my God. When he goes, like, milk. He's, like, dancing. He's doing the Rum Tum Tugger song. He, like, they're in the milk bar, so the cats get, like, drunk on milk, I guess, and he screams milk. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it when he turns the taps on and then like white liquid pours out yeah, of all the faucets. It's just not stop the it. right thing to have happen. Just stop it. Tap. And then no, uh, just stop it. I, I that that's so that's one of my favorite characters yes. <laughs> because it's so awful. <laughs> and I think that like the code word is when I like something, it's that it's given me and people around me a very visceral reaction. <laughs> Friends, we will be right back. So there's, I mean, okay, so we were talking about the three most upsetting. Oh, yeah. Wilson, oh, Jason the, third, the third one is when the cavity shows up, buck ass naked, and he's oh. sitting, and he's sitting on that like statue, and it's like just Idris Elba's body. Like it really, it, the, 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 his skin's the same color as his fur, and he's like one of the only cats that that's the case for, I guess, aside from yep. like Judy Dench. And it's like ultimately form fitting his fur yeah. suit. <laughs> and he's oh, my just, God fucking naked I, which i have to ask you how the hell did they did they film this with people in fursuits or did no, they no, no. so this is this is a this is a cool well cool this is an interesting point about this movie um people have and i want to get this is actually probably the thing that that most deserves airtime about it is mm-hmm. the the and this is well i'll talk about the oscars thing now too that's related sure it's a good int- in, uh segue into this at the Oscars, I don't know if you remember in 2019, Rebel Wilson and James Corden came out to present a, an award together. And this was, you know, like, what, like January? Or I guess it was 2020. February, January. Whatever the heck that was held. <laughs> what the is The last time? Oscars, I'm assuming, before the pandemic? Yes. Yeah, it was yes. It was the Parasite Oscars. Right. And, uh, and uh, they, they came out in, like, cat costumes and pretended to lick them. And then they were presenting the award for Best Visual Effects. And they made some shady ass jokes about the visual effects department for Cats 2019, mm. which is super dumb and bad in my book because <laughs> there were like the visual effects department was was rushed by like two times to start with, and then they gave them a release date that was accelerated, and so they didn't really have a chance to make it look good. Mm-hmm. And secondly. Nobody had ever done this before. Like, not just saying cats, but like the fur technology they were using. Like, at least to hear, uh, is it Tom Hooper who directed it? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. I think, to, so to hear him say, and there's some good stuff about him we should talk about too, <laughs> about why he chose to do this. Yeah, but I'm curious. I on. believe that, um, that the, the line that he was using is that you know, they're, they're, they were doing a new type of fur animation that had never been done before where they would individually simulate the movement of every single hair. Right. And it was some sort of new digital fur thing. And nobody's ever done. There's not a, there was not established technology before. Um, and I think that they also like, in any case, the, the visual effects were like not really in the hands of the people who did it. And it led to two versions of the movie being released. 
which is for the opening weekend, they weren't going to have the, the, the final cut done. So they, they about like two or three months before it came out, they split the visual effects team into two. One to get a version just ready to release. And then the other was going to make the version that would be released like a week later that would, be, that would look better. And <laughs> I've seen both. And people will like, if you see like that Judy Dench, like you can see her watch or whatever meme and stuff like that. I've heard about that. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the, uh, so I'm trying to, I can't remember perfectly, but I believe that that was something that they fixed in the second version was stuff like that, where like the transitions between faces and, and hands were better. Like in the first one, I remember there were lots of scenes where it looked like Teletubbies faces in <laughs> the cats. And it still kind of looks like that, but it was like perfect ovals pretty much, especially on Judy Dench. Um, and then there were also things like when like the lay twins, the breakdancing duo of cats playing Socrates and Plato, <laughs> who were wearing right, right. sneakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there were parts in the first version where they would like move like their the where their foot was planted on the ground on the fake CGI ground would like dip and like slide and stuff. And there were just like massive weird mistakes like that in the first one. So anyhow, it rubbed me the wrong way when the when they dissed the VFX department, especially because James Corden and Rebel Wilson are like the worst part of this movie Uh, undeniably there are so many so many indictments of their performances in their characters like so bad just undeniably just the worst parts and like because there are parts of this movie that are very enjoyable and i will go to bat for that i will i think there's parts of the movie that are very enjoyable that are fun i think there's musical numbers that are really fun and characters that are fun to watch and i if you don't think too hard about it the movie <laughs> all, all the movie in general can be enjoyed yeah if you don't think too hard about it and as long as you're willing to wash your eyes out with soap afterwards i don't know if that's a thing um but you <laughs> know as long as you're willing to like no i don't but i feel like as long as you're willing to like somehow erase the the most upsetting parts of the movie from your brain or just like you know you know drink until you forget or whatever whatever your mission or movie i just think you need to go into it like this is not it's gonna sound so weird as as advice for watching it but i think you have to go into it just like completely earnestly just like this is gonna happen and like that's okay it's like a radical acceptance of cats and like you that's kind of how and i think that if you do that a radical acceptance of cats yeah, I, exactly. like I feel like you can walk out of it though and be like, maybe you won't say that you're glad that happened, but you'd be like, yeah. I just experienced a new thing. Yeah. Hey, that's fair. You know what? And you know, it's the opposite of the thing that they say, you know, don't, don't, don't smile because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> cry while it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Cry the whole time. <laughs> it is terrifying, but I think it brings you closer to God. Yeah, you know? sorry. I think it. I interrupted you. I wanted to hear what you said about like if you can wash your eyes out and forget it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think as long as you're willing to move past some of the mm-hmm. more upsetting parts of the movie, which do feature James Corden and Rebel Wilson quite yes. prominently, I think the movie is fine sometimes. And like yeah. you just don't have, just don't think about it too hard, and don't try to make it make sense because I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest problem with, I think, this film is that anybody that's going into it with uh, an expectation of it making sense mm-hmm. is going to have a hard time. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Well, it doesn't that's make a... sense and you can't expect it to. And that's why I call it like a physical experience rather than a movie is like, I think if you say it's like a movie or even a musical, I think to some people it's like, like 
people will be like, oh, well, I'm expecting to have like a plot and like kind of like be, have like my, my, like have it be like an intellectual experience on some level. No, you know no, what I'm no. Saying? This is an emotional, like, physical, visceral experience. It's just, yeah, I, I think it, I, I kind of like refer to it as like a, an embodied experience or like a series of sensations. It's kind of like a, like, it's kind of like riding a roller coaster or something like that. Like you're not going to go into it and be like, oh, I learned a little bit about humanity. Yes. Except maybe to learn a little. You might. You might. A warning here. <laughs> you might learn a little bit about your own humanity because you might fear for your life, Dude, okay, and so, that's okay. So speaking of self, self, what is it? Journeys of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. I one thing I've I thought about this movie, and I, it reminded me of um, <laughs> I, my dad and I saw this movie when I was in high school, I think, or maybe middle school. I forget when it came out, but it's a documentary called Tickled, and it's it's like this like. This journalist found these like videos online. It's like an like a, a tickling competition, and um, and like it's like these young boys who will like have one of them tied down on a mat, the other ones tickle him, and it like okay, yeah, and it feels weird, but it's like yeah. he wrote some stories about it, and then he started getting really aggressive, super homophobic and like death threaty letters in like emails and stuff from this person who was like, don't like don't look at the tickling too hard. And then he like uncovers this whole insane like porn blackmail ring of tickling stuff. It's kind of a fun movie. Damn. It's pretty intense. Okay. I wouldn't recommend everyone watch it, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those like fun, like just like discovery documentaries or things like where it's like going through the process of discovering it facts. But my dad and I, when we walked out, we were like, I wonder how many people came into this movie, like just like expecting to watch like a documentary and walked out like, kind of have, having had like a, an awakening that they were really into this like foot tickling stuff and we came to the conclusion that like in that theater of 50 people like there was a pretty good chance that someone in there was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be someone and I kind of wonder the same thing about cats <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm sure that there were like people like furries who went to see that be- like no well like no, knowing full well but mm-hmm particularly like Taylor Swift number, I wonder how many people are like, oh, okay, maybe I am into this. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm a little bit of a furry. Hey, honestly, I I mean, I wouldn't say that I get it because I don't, but I, I, I would understand if that happened to some people because yeah, some hey Taylor Swift was great in the movie. And she got, all these people. <laughs> they gave her a boob job. So they, like, oh my god, it was <laughs> so crazy. They didn't Everything like, about this film is just so bizarre. Yeah, and some of the some of the choices that they've made, like I just. I truly don't, I, I, I can't comprehend, like, I, you know, hundreds of people were involved in these, in this film. <laughs> hundreds of people well, were making these calls, <laughs> and how do you land, how do you end up with this product? And it's, uh Yeah, well, like, if you go back to the very beginning of it, too, so, you know, it's based on a book of poems by T.S. Eliot. Um, yes, I have heard that. Which you've, yeah, I'm sure you heard heard that part. <laughs> but I've never, I mean, I've never done too much research into the source Well, the, the, the libretto is basically the book. Like, there are very few deviations from the poems in the songs, which is why the um, Jellicle Cats has that just bizarre meter to it. Mm-hmm. Which, like, it's like a little off. And, like, the Rum Tum Tugger has it, like, as, like, the entire... Some of the songs are very, like, 
like I mean I, I'm not gonna lie to you sometimes I have to just like not focus on the lyrics because I was oh, like yeah. this doesn't make sense and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and waste my brain cells on it it is what it is this, yeah. these are the words they're saying it's fine um but I was really really intrigued by the rhythms in some of the songs it's weird like, right this is strange and that's why I was like you know it, it, maybe it's unfair to judge just this movie because obviously a lot of this music is from the musical yeah and and like it's unfair to be like because I was obviously like if you're not prepared and you're going in and you're hearing mm-hmm. these, this, these songs for the first time, you're going to be like, huh? Like, I, I'm i not going to lie to you. My first questions, I was going to write this down. <laughs> I was going to start this podcast for, for this being like, I have a lot of questions about cats. The first one being, huh? Another one, <laughs> another one I have is, what's that now? <laughs> and that is the mode you should be in. Like, you should be yeah. ready to just go. Huh? And then move on to what's that now? And then move on to the next thing. Like that's just exactly. how it goes. You can't like, you can't spend more time on it than that, you know? And and like when you talk about like the music being like a little bit like like that's one of the physical sensations. Like it gives you like because it's just not musical music. Like no. It doesn't sound like big hit or something like that. No, it's not show tunes in no. the traditional sense. <laughs> not Annie Get Your Gun. This is like some like no. weird weird like mixed meter shit and like so strange and it's like forced in for like these like really really weird words that like don't really exist and stuff like it's just so weird and like yeah i love it for that and that's like also with the like the like the narrative structure of it like i'm a big fan of like non-traditional narratives like i have a book on my bookshelf right over here that's just like um every chapter is like half a page to a page and a half long and it's just a description of one object in this guy's apartment or like uh another book that's like it's called the the cook and it's like this like just like the super flat like not really any stakes not really any like motivation or anything just the story of this kid who like becomes a cook and works in different restaurants and opens a restaurant and just keeps moving on and those are two books i really like but they are not like the chronicles of narnia and like I think that those, I, I personally have a little bit of investment in this movie, like in those ways, just in the, the musical for that matter, it just refuses to conform. There's nothing about it where they're just like, which is I, with the exception that all of the values it exemplifies are super conservative and awful. <laughs> like there's, it's like the most like Andrew Lloyd Webber themes that a musical could have. I, yeah, I, you know what? I tried, I tried to like, you know, I I always try with this media to be like, what am I getting from this? Like thematically, like, what am I, what do I get to take away from this to carry with me for the rest of my day? And like, (laughs) what does it give me to think about, you know? And honestly, with this film, after I was done watching it, I was like, I need to turn it off. I need to turn off my brain. Yeah. I need to go smoke some weed. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> I need to decompress. I need some time to me because I honestly like the one sort of like, is this what it's telling me? Kind of moment that I had besides being like, are all cats Hindu? <laughs> um, I, had yeah, I think it's I a good, like, good thought to carry with you. Yeah. I like, you know, carry that with you. See what Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber had to say about Hinduism. Maybe I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would, oh, but, I'm actually now I'm suddenly glad that that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's not dwell on that. Um, but I, I thought like, so with the way that they phrased it in the film, it kind of seemed like, uh, what's her name? Uh, the glamour cat. Grisabella. Grisabella. It kind of seemed like Grisabella went with 
McCavity seemed like <laughs> maybe he like seduced her or like you know took her away to be one of one of his you know he has other people working for him he has Taylor Swift working for him which in the um, in the source material Bombularina is singing that song as a warning about McCavity not in service to him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that very interesting. interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. Really Because that's not, think. yeah, that's not at all what it came across as in the film. Um, no. But no, they, they switched I, her. They, they swapped her around. She's evil. Uh, yeah, because she's definitely, yeah, she's definitely evil in the film. But her and the and the other two stealing cats. Um, but I thought it was interesting because it kind of gave me vibes of like, uh, oh my God, I've forgotten her name immediately. Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Hudson was like assaulted by McCavity is kind of how it came across that she's like been assaulted. And that's yeah. why like she's been exiled. Like it kind of gave me like, oh, this person's, this cat has been like sexually assaulted <laughs> and therefore was... has been exiled And like from her the performance community. too, like how intensely she's hurting. Like it, doesn't that, yeah, it, no. I... It adds to that feeling, you know? Yeah. It really feels like she's over, she's trying desperately to overcome like a life altering trauma. Well, and... and luckily by the text, that's not what happened. <laughs> she like okay, went off to okay. do crimes with him. Okay. I, I believe was the story. It was like, she just went off to do bad. But I know what you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like because that, that's what it seems like in the film is like she has been horribly like treated and abused by yeah. if not McCavity then definitely other cats or other oh, humans yeah. well, and and, uh, and the abuse she suffers like, on screen too like from mm-hmm. the the tribe alone like that's brutal yeah they literally kick her out she's like comes in she comes in at what point they, like, they like just, get into like a mob around her and like ugh. yeah. Like it's, and they fucking kick her out. It's crazy like, intense. Let my girl Jennifer Hudson sing. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's here to do. What well, the fuck? And that's like, so like for me, like the other message I got was just, like, they just hate, like they hate fat cats. They just fucking hate them. Yeah. That part yeah. Up was upsetting to me. <laughs> but then also like, so on like the, on the note of like theme and stuff, like that's why I think it like, what it's, I think what it wants to say is like, don't like, don't judge a book by its cover. It's kind of like what they're like trying to say with Grizabella. And that's like, but like the problem is that like they, they also insinuate backstory and that like that she did something wrong. And so like, I don't know. Yeah, I think with, the, with the way that the other cats treat her, it, it kind of insinuates that she's, you know, she's obviously done something wrong. Done something and she went with McCavity, who's the most evil thing in the universe. Yeah, and like, but but with the way they set it up in the film, it seemed very much like, oh, like she went with McCavity, yeah. and so, and now she's whatever the hell she's gone through, whatever she's gone through, and now she's not like good enough to keep around. And then yeah. even like her with the narrative that I was getting about like assault, it was like at the end of the film, like her being released from it was a little bit like a little bit weird. <laughs> him like, <laughs> like jumping in and grabbing onto the balloon oh she's going up on. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. I was like, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be getting from this. I no, think but they got the, they got the tone real fucking weird yeah, no, on that. It, like, it's not what you're supposed to be getting from it, but also like, it's a, I think it's a completely valid reading of like what's there. Mm-hmm. And then also I think that like, they don't do anything to give you what you are supposed to get. No, no, and like, no, they don't make any efforts for that. And I think that like the complex, like once again, interesting with like a heavy asterisk. The interesting thing that they could do is like, if she like did crimes and like wronged each of these cats individually, so that they are worried about her, and they kind of have like an understandable motivation to be wary of her. But she's like right. coming to ask for forgiveness. 
like I think that there's kind of a bit of like meat to grab onto there to be like she needs she realized that she did things wrong and like right. without doing some sort of grand gesture to them can they still understand that she has worth and she wants a second chance like is there something that we can do with that there instead of like just having this just like person who's just seems like or this cat that seems just like so distraught and tortured and so broken yeah just ultimately broken yeah that's a good word yeah. for it and like it's coming back and then they're all just like no fuck you dude like get the hell out of here street trash called for yeah Yeah. so uncalled for i was like why are you guys being so mean to her i don't understand it's just like venomous but But yeah it is it is i mean so so you know that kind of answers my question though riley like what do you carry with you after cats is there is there a, a lasting feeling that you take with you or do you try to suppress it like i did i don't i don't have to try i just it for me it's like this like ephemeral experience it happens and then it's Mm -hmm. gone and i love that about it thinking about it though i like the the reason why it captures my imagination is that it's just like this like unmitigated disaster that's also an unparalleled success and i think that that's so fascinating like it's so so interesting to me like we have this like string of just terrible decisions and it no point did anyone make the right decision ever from the moment no. T.S. Eliot writing the, the old possums book of curious cats. Terrible decision. Awful. Andrew Lloyd Webber reads that book. And for years, he is thinking of doing, what was it? Um, flash or no, he was thinking of doing like a sexy, like it was ever like flash dance, but with cats, I think is what he says. Oh, wow. And, he, and he's been thinking about that. And he thinks it would be great. And he goes to T.S. Eliot's widow and he says, can I do this? And she says, yes, I think that T.S. would have loved this. And then they make the I damn movie. I did not movie. know this origin story. Yeah, isn't Holy that wild? Shit. So they make the musical then. And it's awful. But everybody goes to see it. <laughs> And they, they're still seeing it. And they they're watching it now. It. And if you want like a little bonus thing for listeners and for you, once you get up the call, mm-hmm. if you want to be upset on like, not just like an immediate level, but also like on what this represents in like the 19, late 1990s to like 2010, uh, Rump, uh, the Rum Tugger is not like a rock star cat. He's a rap cat. And yes, the costumes are about as bad as you'd expect. And so just like these evolutions like that, where it's just like these people who just don't fucking get it, but it's just, it can't be stopped. And then Tom Hooper sees it as a child. And in his words, he had his sexual awakening watching it. No. Yes. No, yes. No, stop. <laughs> and he says, well, okay, this is the next lame is. <laughs> just give me the next step. He pitches it. They buy it. They spend like, what, like half a billion dollars on it. And then instead, so unreal. and then like right away, right away in the in the filming process, they knew it was gonna look bad, it was gonna sound bad, it wasn't gonna translate. What did they do? They just expedited its release, and then they expedited the VFX timeline to meet the expedited release. It was just a disaster, and I love that about it, and I hope that they make a sequel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> car crashes are hard to look away from. You yeah, know? it's just and. Uh, this is a this is a car crash with some very great musical numbers. So yeah, like 
I get it, I guess. I like I can't believe it exists, honestly. Like I can't I can't believe it exists. I I feel I feel moved by the fact that mm-hmm. everything in the world aligned to bring us this film and that for so many of us it was like the last film we watched in the theaters before we couldn't go to the theaters for like another year and i think that there's an impact to that you know i think there's a yeah there's a place where cats lives in everybody's mind and maybe in their soul and it may never leave that spot and that's fine (laughs) i think it's a part of our cultural heritage yeah well i mean like in so many ways i think everyone has a cat's story too right yeah but I, I've heard people say like, oh, well, it's kind of inspiring because like even this could be made. But it's like, I don't find it inspiring. I find it kind no, of depressing because yeah, no, it's no, just no, no. like- I do not only... find this inspiring. Yeah, because the only reason this keeps getting made is that like rich dudes are like, I want to make this. Yeah. it's <laughs> and it's, it's just like, sure. <laughs> it's like rich, rich white people are like, this is my passion project. <laughs> and, then, and then like literally hundreds of people get underpaid and overworked to make it happen. So not inspiring. Did you watch Only Murders in the Building? Uh, yes, I'm watching it right now. Okay. So like the, the, the director guy, I forget his name. Have you like heard like the splash musical that he's doing? Yes. It's, it's just like, if cats didn't exist in the real world, they could put it in as Splash. <laughs> they could. They could literally just, dis- they could describe, like he could describe cats. <laughs> yeah. In that scene where he describes Splash, he could describe cats and it would sound just as ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, like There is no plot. He's like, I just want to make a Splash. And that's what cats yeah. is. <laughs> oh, and- <laughs> It's like, we're not going to, there's no point. We're just going to put a bunch of people in cat costumes on stage and they're going to do dance numbers. And I think that the, the, another awesome thing about this, like in like its place in culture is like Spider-Man, like turn off the dark happened fairly recently. So like this shit just keeps happening. Like It's just like insane musical garbage just keeps it happening. Is- it, it And I don't know if it'll stop. No, honestly. it won't. No, and, I, I, and I genuinely, I feel that as part of the darkest timeline, <laughs> we are not allowed to have any movie musicals that are not tainted by a one James Corden. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's allowed. I don't well, think we can have it. That's why we're in the darkest timeline, right? That's how we know. That's yeah. how we know that it's the darkest timeline uh, is that James Corden has to be in every movie musical. It's so, so I, when I was younger, I watched like a lot of British TV, like British panel shows and stuff. Um, and he was like on a lot of them and he was kind of charming. Like he wasn't awful. I didn't find him like that funny. I didn't like love him, but I didn't find him like revolting. And now I see him and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. He's gotten a lot more upsetting with the times. Yeah. Like after he came to the U S and got rich, he's just like, wow, this is like, this is like Chris Pratt. Like it is. Chris it Pratt. is. It is like he's the British Chris Pratt. <laughs> the amount of hate these men be getting on the internet yeah. makes me happy. The, I'm like, thank God. Every now and again, we got to roast a white man. Please. <laughs> yeah. <There's, laughs> I, I had one question for you actually, because I, I I think that this is a yeah. point that some people will get. Well, I have a bunch of questions, but uh, the one that I would ask you is that yes, Jellicle. Do you like? Do you know that? Not even a little bit. So, it's. If I told you that in the original it's paired with the Jellicle cats and the Pollicle dogs, would that that doesn't you? help? Not even a little bit. That means that still is gibberish to me. Okay, well, so T.S. Eliot named them the Jellicle cats because I think it was his daughter or like someone's daughter that he knew. 
um, or just maybe it was just no, I think it was just in general. He claims that the way that children would say "dear little" was "dear little," but like the "dear" was oh, kind of right, cause Brits because Brits be sound like. Well, I, I think he yeah. was a T.S. Eliot was uh, was American, I think, wasn't he? So then, why is this whole thing set in England? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? See, it just doesn't stop delivering. <laughs> And, it doesn't. It continues to make less sense than I thought it did. And this is the joy of cats. It's just like <laughs> nothing makes sense. This, this whole time, I'm like, T.S. Eliot is a British guy. That's why sure he's they're American. all living in London. Anyway. I think he lived in the Northeast in America. I think he's never he's a, mind. Yeah, and Pollock is poor little dogs. Got it. Pollock. So maybe that puts everything kind of. That's like a meaning-making moment for the film. It really isn't, Riley. It makes it help. It does not help me make any more meaning out of this film than it did before. But I'm glad there's some context for it. I guess, like that's helpful. If I yeah, it's generous. If I knew where the if yeah, Pollicle, poor. That's little. a very generous way to describe that. Oh, is context. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The word context has never been stretched thinner. It's than, like it's like when you like you were like. Uh, I remember when I was like arguing with my parents when I was a teenager, and they're like, "I don't want to hear any excuses," and I'm like, "I'm just trying to explain." Like, I feel like it's not an excuse; it's an explanation. <laughs> right, 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 right. And not one that I would buy, except that the no. rest of it is so dumb. Exactly. Like, I think in the in the grander scheme of how ridiculous everything is, I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, Jellicle comes from Pollicle, which comes from poor Lickle, which comes from a man who's not British, apparently. So, uh, like, it's fine. It doesn't add much, but, you know, it makes sense. It makes about as much sense as anything else in relation to cats. Yeah, like, I don't know if you talk about, like, the internal logic of the cats universe. I guess it's... yeah. Fits. It fits. It fits. It fits. It does fit. Yeah. All right. Well, is there any, is there anything else about cats you want to discuss, Riley, before we wrap things up today? I, I want to I, give I... this time to you because <laughs> your love for cats is what sustains this episode. So. Um. Anything else the people need to know? I mean, yeah. I just watch it. Like, just watch it and like watch it on the largest screen that you possibly can, and don't have your cell phone near you. Don't have any of this. Just like watch it. And Take be, it in and be so sober. Like, just go go for like a nice like run beforehand, and like just be like the sh- whatever you can do to make yourself like the most like sharp in that you can and the most well of mind. <laughs> do that before watching it, and just like I don't know. I think that like the thing that's so cool about cats to me, and so one like like aside from like thinking about it in context and just like you know like thinking about it at all, it's just like it's like one of the only things that you can watch and not have a single thought come into your head and like it's just incredible and then like read about it too because like the it's amazing to read people defend this because there are people it is. who love this it, not the movie so much but the, but the musical people love it my dad loves the musical <laughs> yeah. my, like literally as soon as i brought it up i was like yeah i'm gonna be talking to my friend riley about cats that's the next episode and he was like cats and he got so excited and he's like oh i loved it it was great and i was like it's like what the fuck dad not uh, not an opinion i expected you to have but i'm happy to hear it i'm glad you liked it yeah i think that like the one downside of the musical version is like maybe the audience interaction because like it depends on which production you see but the cat's 
are known to get pretty handsy. And I don't think I would enjoy that. <laughs> no, I would not. I can almost guarantee that I would not. <laughs> yeah. I would be sitting in the back row. I'd be like, get me the fuck away from these yeah, right. furries. <laughs> well, they come down but... like the aisles and shit. But no, I, I, the other thing I would say is like, um, even though like some of the power of this is that you don't have to listen to the words or like care what happens or what they say, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to read the lyrics sometimes. Because they're just, it's wild that people, that somebody wrote that. Yeah. And it got published, and then it got published again on a larger scale, and then it got made into a movie. <laughs> and it continues to get made, and I, there will probably, honestly, do you think that there will be more Cats-related media? Um, I, I think that we've kind of reached the end of the road. Okay. Well, For now. <laughs> It's you tough. You never know. With yeah. Hollywood, you never know. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's a wild world out there. Honestly. No, but but uh, I mean, like, I don't think that there will be a movie sequel because this was such an unmitigated disaster. Absolutely. It will endure as a stage musical forever. Yeah. It it's like it's like a nasty chemical with no half, like a really long half life. It's just never going to go away. But like. I could see it having a run, like, <laughs> I could see it getting popular in TikTok in, <laughs> like, oh a couple of years. I think if it, yeah, I think if it hits the right, like, I think if it hits the right audience at the right time, I think it could really blow up because it's so bizarre, and I think the, I think the Gen Z kids are going to be really fucking into yeah. it. Yeah, or, like, you know, like, you know, like Gen Z, like, rediscovered Twilight. Is yeah, like yeah, yeah. Is, like, Gen AA going to rediscover cats and be like, what? They is might. Because, like, I... I feel like I might be like a little early on like this, like cats, like in such like, I don't know, like what, like three to four layers of irony, in, but genuinely enjoy it on some level train. Right. But I kind of, I'm just waiting for that to be like a generational moment. It might be, honestly, when that day it. comes, when that day comes, Riley, you will know that you were just ahead of and, the curve. And we'll get like two like TikTok stars in a new version of cats, like Exactly. He's all that or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> It'll exactly. Be amazing. It'll be Addison Addison Ray stars yes. in in Cats the musical. I cannot wait. Oh my I god. Wait. Okay, so I'm Ugh. changing my answer. I think that we will get a reboot. Yes. And I cannot wait. It's gonna be Addison Ray. Please. <laughs> I want it so bad. And like Okay, sweet. King Ba or whatever his name is. I don't really know TikTok. King Bach. King Bach. Back. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batch. I don't know how to say his <laughs> He's name. He's going to be the rum tum tugger. <laughs> oh, of course he will. Of, cor- of course he will. Oh, man. I'm Anymore. terrified. I'm excited. But, hey. I, yeah, true, true. I mean, I think that's the way you're supposed to feel about cats is terrified and excited. <laughs> it's I'm both at the same time and I'm very overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for getting on the podcast and talking about cats with me. Honestly, I think this one had to be done. I think this one absolutely had to be done. And I'm so glad that you were here to talk about it with me because I don't think there's anyone better. No, I think that, well, I'm not the person who's seen it the most times, but I, I might be the most passionate. I might have thought about exactly. it the most. <laughs> exactly and that's a passionate people are very welcome here so thank you so much uh anything else you want to say before we wrap this up just watch the movie watch the movie it's on a bunch of illegal streaming sites i think it's on youtube exactly nobody i watched it yeah exactly (laughs) like i think everybody involved in the production recognized that it's uh a disaster so it's available everywhere and also check it out if you want to get super wild watch it 
<laughs> dubbed in a different language. Oh <laughs> my fucking God. He's transcendent. <laughs> that is what I'm going to have to do next. Okay. Thank you so much, Riley. This has been a blast and I can't wait to share this with people. Sounds good. And with that, we are at the end of this episode. A huge thanks again to Riley for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to people who are passionate about stuff. Speaking of, if you, listener, are passionate about a TV show or movie and you see yourself as a future guest on this podcast, hey, I'm always looking. Reach out on Instagram or Discord, and the worst I could say is uh, no. <laughs> of course, as always, I want to hear your thoughts about this episode or literally anything else, which you can share with me through the OK Fine community Discord. This is linked in the bio of the podcast Instagram. The Instagram, of course, is at OK Fine. I'll watch it. By following the Instagram and joining the Discord, you can stay in the loop for what I'm watching next, or pitch yourself as a guest, or of course, recommend what you think I should be watching. Spoiler alert. I might listen to you. Finally, please remember to subscribe to or follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and rate and review if you liked this episode. That's everything from me. If you join the Discord, I'll see you there. Okay, bye. Bye.